1: That's 800-410-4771.
2: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. A lot of news to get into today. It's Tuesday. You know what that means? It means tomorrow is AEW and NXT. We're going to talk about both of those shows. We have lineups for AEW. We have lineups for NXT. NXT's got two championship matches and two... Earth-shattering announcements coming up tomorrow on the program. We're going to talk about that today. We've got a bunch of notes on Christian, including he's making an appearance on Wednesday. And he also did an interview with Renee on our Oral Sessions podcast talking about when he was cleared and so much more. So we'll tell you about that here today. New Japan, who has been watching the the tournament? I've seen two matches so far. Although I've been told they were the two best matches. Neither of which, I might add, involved the Great Okan. Although, believe it or not, we'll we'll get into it here in a moment. We got matches coming up for the New Japan Strong, uh, the New Japan Cup USA tournament, which our own filthy Tom Lawler is already qualified for, and more. Also, WrestleMania tickets are going on sale, so we will talk about that. Two nights. They're announcing it's the, what do they call it here? Back to business edition of WrestleMania. And we also have a ton of notes on, yes, the WWE Network moving to Peacock. I tried. I tried to tell everybody that this would be a disaster. Some of you listened. Some of you did not. We were promised a lot of things. And you'll be stunned to know that as we get closer and closer to the date, well, It's not what they said. So we'll get into that here on the program and so much more. If you want to text us here today, the phone number, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Text messages only. Maybe we'll take some phone calls here in a bit. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
1: That's
3: 800-846-2153. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Printing
0: you new signs for the times. Get back to business with custom printed signs and sales
3: materials. Staples has hundreds of designs to choose from or just upload your own. And now at Staples, get 15% off signs, posters, or decals when you spend $75 or more. Some items printed same day when ordered before 2 p.m. Save big on custom printing at Staples. And it's 21. exclusion supply. Limit one offer per customer. See store associate or visit
2: staples.com signage for details. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back of the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. If you normally tune in to the beginning of the show on Tuesday for the RAW report, too bad! It's at the very bottom of the list here. If I get to it, I will get to it. And if I don't, too bad. I don't care anymore. After Miz won the title at the Elimination Chamber, I swear to God, after I started watching this in 1989, I started watching every show in 1990, I'm over it. I don't care. I do not care about SmackDown. I do not care about Raw. I got so much other stuff that I can talk about. Yes, the Shane thing was embarrassing. We can talk about that later, maybe. But I have other things I would like to discuss. It does not deserve the opening spot on the show any longer. Maybe someday as a fan they can rope me back in, but for now, I'm over it. Let's talk about some other news. It's coming Wednesday. We have a big night. It is AW versus NXT for one of the final times cuz NXT is going to be moving soon. NXT has two big announcements. One of them may be that they're moving to Tuesdays. But I actually don't think it is. Because one announcement, I believe, is going to be related to creating new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Whatever happened on the show last week where Adam Pearce showed up and somebody was choked to death, and it was a scandal that they stopped the match even though she was dead. It was was ridiculous. But... Clearly, this is leading to something. I wouldn't be surprised if they did a rematch at some point. That was also some sort of, quote, screw job, and then they announced that they're going to be creating new NXT Women's Tag Team titles. Or, that may have been the whole angle, and they're going to announce it this Wednesday. The other announcement, I believe, is the two-night takeover, okay? It's not official, so everything can change, but what I was told was that the... TakeOver Night 1 is going to be USA Network, the Wednesday before WrestleMania. TakeOver Night 2 will be on the WWE Network on Thursday. So not two nights on the USA Network, not two nights on the network. You watch the first night on Wednesday, USA. That's the final, by the way, uh, NXT on Wednesday nights. The second show you will watch on Thursday on the WWE Network. So I believe those are the two announcements. And then of course we have Tony Storm, Neo Shirai, and we have Finn Balor, Adam Cole, both of those for the NXT titles women's title, women's title. It is possible it is possible that they could win in total viewers. Dave does not seem to think this has anything to do with anything, but I think if they win in total viewers, they immediately announce their move. So it looks like they're not running away. There's all this weird psychology. They care about weird things in WWE, and I can totally see this idea of, well, we can't announce we're moving right after we lose by quarter million viewers. Looks like we're fleeing. So they'll win, perhaps, or at least get very close, and then announce, well, you know, because of NHL, and we're going to have a new start following Rod. They'll have some sort of, of wacky explanation for this, but that's the NXT show. The AEW show has the debut of Christian who was fully cleared by doctors in WWE, made a surprise appearance at the Royal Rumble, and has since signed with AEW. We have Darby Allin versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. We have a six-woman match where Rebel has once again been removed due to injury. It will be Ryo Mizunami, Hikaru Shida, and Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, and Maki Ito, which should be a fun match. We have Matt Jackson and Ray Phoenix, which should be a really fun match. And we have the Inner Circle War Council meeting. Jericho and MJF lost their shot at the tag team titles. Jericho was pinned. MJF has said, you know, Chris, it is time for a change. And we're going to find out what that means on Wednesday. Any thoughts on these two shows, Mike?
4: Um, I think when it comes to what you were talking about with NXT, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk more at some point about how ridiculous it is, and I know you've already done it with Lance and, and, and people, where it's just so ridiculous that they've decided to come up with the idea of a women's NXT tag team championship so long after the Dusty Classic ended and, you know, after seemingly Nia and Shayna went down there to defend, it's just, it doesn't it just doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe there is a rhyme or reason to it, but I doubt that'll be explained. And I don't think they have to explain too much when it comes to the moving of nights, because uh, to me that's an NBC thing. And you just, hey, we'd like to welcome our friends with the NHL over, and whatever you do, but I think you, I don't think there's going to be. Why even risk, you know, we're going to wait for a big number. Odds are they won't get a big number. Odds are, no matter what, they're not going to beat AEW. So who cares? You know, just go ahead and go with the, the corporate network synergy and all that and take it out of your hands and just, to me, be done with it. I, I don't think the announcement's going to hinge on whether or not they win in total viewers or not, but I could be wrong. You know,
3: the other thing is, before the pay-per-view on Sunday, I thought... It could be very, very close on Wednesday. In fact, I think NXT could win in total viewers. Because this has happened before. NXT, they build up these big matches. They hot shot these matches. And quite frankly, the the women's title match is not hot shotted. Because they've built that up for a while. But the men's match, like, totally out of the blue last week. Next week, it'll be Adam Cole and Finn Balor. That's a hot shot. Two big announcements. Two big title matches. Nothing had been advertised last week for AEW. I thought it was possible that it would be close. Maybe NXT might slip over and win in total viewers. That's what I thought. Quite frankly, because they were coming off a pay-per-view, I thought maybe, you know what, it'll be that rare week, which has actually happened, where it's a tie. I thought it was going to be very close in viewers. I could be wrong, okay? But after the pay-per-view ended on Sunday, with the dud, I actually thought, you know what? Of all things, this dud might be what pushes AEW slightly over NXT and viewership. Because, seriously, is anyone not curious as to what they're going to do to explain Eddie Kingston selling for an explosion that wasn't there? Moxley's post-match promo that they put all over the internet. I have an increased curiosity... For the AW show, over what I would have normally had, just like a post pay-per-view show, because of the main event disaster and how they are going to explain it on Wednesday's show, am I the only one?
4: Well, I mean, I'm not looking too uh, forward to it any more than I do or don't any other week, but it does provide you know a storyline leading in because how do you explain this with Eddie Kingston? How does? Uh, Callus and omega explain the fact that they built a dud if they continue deciding to go in that direction do we hear anything about moxley or are we just to in our minds assume that you know even though he we know he's not blown up he's gone you know so i i have no idea but it's just another storyline that builds in and It'll be interesting to see, you know, as far as history judges this thing and AEW fans whether they, they look back at it and, and point at it with derision, you know, later on down the line and and it's something to truly be embarrassed about or it's something that they completely own and it just becomes part
3: of the running joke forever on BT and everywhere else. I mean, think about this, everybody. Eddie Kingston, one of the great promos in this business right now. And I saw him cut a really good promo on a cookie in a gimmick that they did on BTE, on a cookie, okay? So this is, no joke, this is the single most important promo of Eddie Kingston's career, right? Am I wrong? What's been a more important promo for Eddie Kingston? Maybe building up his main event against John Moxley after he'd been beaten clean in the middle the first time. That might have been his most important. But this is either his most important promo or his second most important promo of all time. You know he's been thinking about the promo, what is it, Tuesday, for 48 hours now. So, I'm intrigued. I want to hear Eddie Kingston's promo about why he died in an explosion that wasn't. Can this man save this? Find out tomorrow back in a moment, observer live.
0: You get a shiver
1: in the dark, it's raining in the parts meantime. So the river you stop in your home. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290.
4: I don't even recognize myself anymore.
1: That's
2: 800-760-1845. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: On Renee's Oral Sessions podcast, Christian discussed how his AW deal came together. Timeline in which he got medically cleared. He said that as of the Wednesday before last Sunday's revolution, there still wasn't a signed deal. So he was surprised to hear the Paul White promo that a major signing was going to be announced. Arrived at the venue Sunday an hour before the show started. Was kept away from people, added to his nervousness. His t-shirt design did not come together until Saturday. The process of returning came after last summer's unsanctioned match with Randy Orton, in which Christian couldn't take any moves or offense due to his medical status. Afterwards, and without telling anyone, Cage went back to the University of South Florida Concussion Center to see the same doctor he worked with at the time of his retirement. wanted to see where he was at, possibility of a return. If the doctor said he couldn't return, he would have agreed and called it good. After a battery of tests in Tampa and a thorough five-hour test in Pittsburgh, doctors cleared him without issue, and he began to get back into shape using a minimalist gym he built in his garage and using the same nutrition company as Edge. Along the way, he floated the idea of him returning to WWE with Vince McMahon, who was receptive through his preparation process. As he prepared for and desired a more full-time return, he talked with WWE that was cordial, but that he wanted to explore all of his options in the final stage of his career. He met Tony Khan years earlier in Boston through mutual friend Chris Nowinski, who he admitted he never spoke with about his concussion issues. said so the AEW talks escalated quickly were done within a week. He wasn't asked whether he talked with McMahon or WWE about his decision to sign with AEW, whether they offered him a contract, and the interest level after his performance in this year's Royal Rumble. He makes his Dynamite debut this Wednesday with an appearance. I remember when we were thinking about whether or not it was Christian, and for some reason everybody was insisting he was under contract. Well, he wasn't, so I don't know where that came from, but there you go. Christian cleared full, clean bill of health from the guy that initially retired him. And now he is back. Didn't mention if he did anything. The stuff that Daniel Bryan did, I mean, things heal. Apparently, his brain healed according to this doctor. So I don't know how often he will wrestle, but I do know for getting in shape in a minimalist gym and getting boxes of food delivered or whatever he got with Edge. I mean, that dude looked great in the Royal Rumble. He looked like he had never left. He was in shape. He worked great. I was very impressed. So we'll see what he does in in A W. Didn't you see Rocky Four? Of course, I saw Rocky Four. You kidding me? Who did he fight?
4: The big Russian. That's right, Ivan Drago. Ivan Do Drago. Got, right? Do you remember what happened with the whole storyline of that movie? Was in some ways it was like Rocky Three. You know, here's a guy who had everything. Here's a guy who's the heavyweight champion of the world. Here's a guy that's the top of his game. He's got all of this equipment that 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 makes him great and then this Russian comes along and he's stronger than all of the equipment. In the same way that Mr T was stronger than all that Hollywood and he had to go back and he needed to find that Eye of the Tiger. It's exactly what he did in Rocky IV, except instead of all the trappings of, of all of this modern equipment to get ready and to get physically fit for his fights. No, he went back into the woods. He was running up snow-filled mountains. He was carrying around tree limbs. He was doing all that sort of stuff, went back to the basics. So it doesn't surprise me at all that Christian decided to go back that way, and his minimalist workout regime resulted in the results that he's gotten. How can you be surprised by that? And also on a This serious is what I'm note, surprised by, actually, because it's kind of weird. Well, and on a serious note too, I ho- I'm glad he's cleared, and I'm glad he's okay. But he has had these issues. It only takes one, you know, sometimes. So it's just, I again, anybody that's coming back, and I'm glad the medicine's gotten better. I'm glad people's bodies are healing when it comes to their necks and when it comes to their heads. But it's just one of those two where, you know, I hope I, again, I hope everything goes as smooth as as possible because as just in athletics in general, especially as these guys who get older and they already have existing issues. You know, it's it ain't ballet, and it was great to see Sting in some ways take that powerbomb to prove he could do it. It's great to see Christian and Edge back out there, but there's always a, a twinge of concern, so I hope everything goes as, as great as it possibly can for these guys.
3: So oddly enough, WWE, well, this part is not odd. They have put tickets on sale for Mania 37. They're going to go on sale next Tuesday, March 16th, 10 a.m., Tickets run from $35 to $2,500 for a ticket. And this includes, well, they're subject to service charges and facility fees, so it's much more than $2,500. But anyway, so last night, am I wrong? Dave said he didn't think they could get 60000 in for WrestleMania. But according to this, it says they're trying to get 30,000 people on Saturday or Sunday. Doesn't that equal 60,000 people? Are we presuming that like the same people will buy tickets for both nights? Is that the idea? Wait,
4: he he, well, I I, I miss that I guess. So he doesn't think that they'll be able to draw sixty thousand for
3: both nights of Mania. That's what he's saying. Well, they're not going to put sixty thousand. They're only putting thirty thousand each night. He didn't think I, they could draw sixty thousand, but they're putting thirty thousand each night, which is sixty thousand. And granted, I guess maybe maybe he's thinking that the same people are going to buy tickets for both nights. I
4: don't know. They can they can fill whatever they want to. If left up to their own devices with the state of Florida looking the other way or clearing things or whatever it is, look at the indie shows that are going to be taking place. And granted, those pie pieces are going to be stripped down a lot more, but there's still going to be a ton of people down there. It's still usually incredible weather, which I'm sure there will be incredible weather down there. You have the state of Florida that's wide open. You have people seemingly traveling like it's nothing. I mean... Look at the Maki Ito thing. One of the things that, that hasn't been talked about is the fact that she was wrestling in Tokyo a couple days before she got to Florida. And regardless of anything about AEW or anything like that, like she was able just to go out there and work. So I, when it comes to attendance, whatever it is, however much they're they're going to allow in, that, I think it's going to be filled with that. And if you decide to raise it up more, you're going to get even more. I don't think there's going to be any, for good or for bad, I don't think there's going to be any worry at all about getting fans into a building for
3: anything. I don't want to be that guy, but here we go. So when WWE, when it first became public that WWE was going to be moving the network to Peacock, WWE said a whole bunch of different things. They said, you're not going to have to do anything. Your your account's just going to transfer right over to Peacock. All you have to do is turn on Peacock. There's going to be the whole WWE network. All of the programming will be there, blah, blah, blah. Very quickly, story changed. Well, you know, we're going to get a lot of stuff there, and you know, then it's going to, more stuff will come later. Now it's coming out that you're also, and by the way, in the meantime, uh, Dave asked WWE some questions. It was about a week and a half ago. And all of a sudden the answers were, well, we don't really know. We're not sure exactly what's going on. Now we're learning more. And I tried to warn everybody that this was going to be a disaster. So right now it's looking like on March, whatever, actually it'll be uh WrestleMania, the, the day of WrestleMania, somewhere around there. Like you're, if you're in the U S your network, it's just gonna be canceled. Okay. So then you have got to download the Peacock app. You've got to sign up for an account. And I think that you've got to sign up for the network again. Like you have to get out your credit card and just start all over again. Now, is this gonna be hard? Probably not, but I can't even say that because uh, I can talk about the Peacock app in a minute. I already have the Peacock app, and like, anyway, dude,
4: what are you doing? What? First of all, who is who is this going to be a disaster? I mean, disasters. Let's rank disasters after this weekend's AEW show <laughs> and how it finished. Oh, this is a much bigger disaster. But, I mean, look, let's be serious, though. Is it really a disaster? I mean, to me, it is they're going to close an app. You have to sign up for the new app. You can choose to do that or you can choose not to. You can put it in the forefront of your mind or completely forget about it, as many people have when it comes to the network, because it's on a recurring subscription and they rarely use it. Like... This isn't a disaster. And if it is a disaster, while in some ways it's a public relations one in a way for WWE, the bottom line is it's still NBC and Peacock. And I'm split on, I've seen worse layouts than than what Peacock has got. It's not the best thing in the world. Their search is not the best thing in the world or anything like that. So when you open this new app up, To me, they're really going to have to drive home the fact that WWE is here, and it's got to be a one-click right on the front page, like I think Disney has for most of their shows. I mean, to me, there's going to be some functionality issues. That's going to be a bigger disaster in some ways, and certainly bringing over the entire archive, I have a feeling, is going to be a massive disaster, but I, to me... I don't know if it's going to be, you know, the, the collapse of heaven and earth here if, Let me you explain know, something. with this changeover. I just don't see Let how ex- it's a disaster. Let me explain
3: something here. Is this this relates to two days ago. So, right when revolution ended, uh, Denise was on here and she was doing her post show, okay? So, once her post show was over, Jared had to reset the Twitch, okay, in order for me to do the Brian and Vinny show, all right? She had 1,300 people watching. All you had to do when Jared did the reset was refresh the page to get back on. That's all you had to do, okay? We went from 1,300 to zero. We immediately got about 450 back, and then it stalled, and it took a good 15 minutes to slowly start building our way back up as people figured out that they had to refresh the page, okay? Now, the whole idea here is that WWE Network has a million subscribers, and Peacock is going to pay $1 billion for a million new subscribers on Peacock. By canceling everyone's subscription, and you having... Every one of those 1 million people now has to start from scratch, get the app, sign up, blah, blah, blah. They're going to immediately lose a sizable percentage of those 1 million people. And by the way, if in five years this goes south or whatever... Now, all of those Peacock people, their account will be canceled and the network is going to have to start over at zero and hope that whatever they still have comes back. Yes, this is a disaster. Back in a moment, we're Live.
1: I'm going, to healing, I'm going to the heal and I'm in range. But it is, they call me Big bad John. Two
0: chocolate chip muffins coming in, thank you. Indeed knows unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Hey, can someone get that? Like at Claire's Cafe, to to satisfy demand for takeout, she needs to get started hiring right, right right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for
1: your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. Time for your Small Business Report, presented by Dell Small Business. When you're starting to launch a new business, be sure to set it up as an LLC or some other legal entity. Even if you're self-employed and don't have anyone else working for you, you should set up your business as a separate taxable entity from the beginning. Some professionals skip this step while they're still ramping up their client base, but it usually costs $1,000 or less and almost instantly protects your personal assets from any legal trouble your business might get into. So be sure to create an entity that keeps things
0: separate. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get someone who understands there's an art to listening. Mm-hmm. Sure. Who's able to hear more than what's being said and can provide tailored mm-hmm. small business solutions that make you feel okay. truly heard.
3: I understand.
2: Let's get started.
0: For advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and solutions powered by Intel vPro platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Here's the other thing, everybody. If you're listening to the show right now, yes, you understand what's going on. You know how to sign up for another whatever, okay? But... What do you think I am? You don't think I know what's going on here? We had a video service that was on Vimeo. We took it off Vimeo and we moved it to YouTube. The exact same thing that is happening here. So do you think when we did that move where all you had to do was sign up, which by the way, it's much easier to sign up on YouTube than Vimeo, all you had to do was switch and I saw it with my own eyes. We had a plunge, and by the way, not only that, I had a lot of people that had no idea what was going on. Even though we explained it on the actual shows on Vimeo, what was going on and what you had to do, confusion, it took a long time to return to where we were before we switched. That's it. This happened. Dude, wrestling fans
4: couldn't handle the dog show change on USA once a year.
3: Yes, so it's going to be a disaster it's not a disaster yes look it's not a disaster for you but if i'm paying a billion dollars for a million subscribers and all of a sudden i end up with five hundred fifty thousand, that's a disaster
4: wait wait a second wait a second that's we're ranking on the list of who i feel though is though this is a disaster for i don't look at it for wwe i don't look at it for most fans at the end of the day wwe's getting a billion dollars no matter what happens here there is no disaster And frankly, they need to rethink about this whole network scenario anyway, because, again, down the line, it's hard for me to believe even in five years, pay-per-view isn't going to be a thing. We're still going to have one-off shows, you know, whether it be in boxing, MMA, anywhere, that are going to require dollars being thrown at it for one night. And I think they need to rethink that anyway. But the only people that you can say this is a disaster for is for NBC and Peacock and Tough. It's just like with the XFL the first time around where they decided to rush everything because they wanted something for the fall season. They didn't let something actually play out. And you got the what you got with that whole scenario the first time around. This time around, they have to rush it to get it up there for WrestleMania so they can tout these numbers. Hey, tough, uh, you know what I mean, tough toots, uh, except no O, oh, just an I there for them. It's the way it goes. You decided to rush this in there. You didn't have a plan for this. You didn't know how you were going to get everything over in a smooth manner, including all of the subscribers. So to me, I, I, I guess this could be a disaster, but how they'll spin things yes. and everything anyway, to me, it doesn't matter whatsoever. I To me, this well, doesn't rank on the list of disasters affecting wrestling or the, the companies involved. This ain't
3: it. Well, it is. I'm going to tell you why. For a number of other reasons, by the way. So when you switch over on whatever day you switch over, this is what you are going to get. You will have every pay-per-view from the last calendar year, every WrestleMania, the most recent current episodes of Broken Skull Sessions, Chronicle and Icons, NXT the day after it airs on USA, both Raw and SmackDown episodes 30 days after they air live, WWE documentaries, and more they're not even second this isn't even listing if you're a fan of summer (laughs) slam this doesn't even say you're going to get summer slams it says you're going to get the pay-per-views from the last calendar year i don't even know what that means what are we talking since january or since a year ago in march uh, it, whatever. it goes back to March. Right? All right, so whatever. So we're going to get a year of all the pay-per-views. Mania the Mania. We're going to get the WrestleManias, and we're going to get some documentaries. Yeah, so well. you know what that is for me? That's also a disaster because as a fan, I don't even care about any of these modern pay-per-views. I want to go back and watch the good stuff. So for those of you, by the way, that are wondering, well, what's going to happen with the Tuesday Brian and Vinny retro show? Well, we're going to be watching New Japan or something. Because no, I am not going to go on YouTube. I am not going to go on Daily Motion. I'm not going to have somebody send me a link so that I can surreptitiously find stuff from Dude, if they're not going to put it on the network, I'm not going to watch it. What and do I Mr. don't commitment,
4: care, Mr. Commitment here. I'll watch the new what, what Japan. If your cup. listeners here? No, care? hold on a
3: second, Mike. What do you mean Mr. No, commitment? If- Listen. Well, no, what if your listeners
4: care, Brian? What if it's easily accessible on YouTube and it's just the next week that you are going for it, it's not that big of a deal? But the listeners are like, We like what you're doing, why don't you go ahead and do that? Instead of going, Well, screw this, we'll just yeah, you can come up with something else that's cool, but like I don't know if it's on YouTube if you're surreptitiously going about taking something. You're
3: here. telling me all of the raws and smackdowns in history are on YouTube and easily accessible. I'm not the saying, reason, that. I'm just saying if there's a link to it, go ahead and I mean, I don't see where it's like that's that big of a deal here. No, I'll tell you why. Because I have always said, because people always ask me, watch this, watch that, or whatever. I have always said that anything that I'm going to review on this show on a weekly basis in a series needs to be something that the vast majority of wrestling fans can very easily access. The WWE network made that easy for everybody. Like, everybody listening to this right now probably has a network so they can watch the pay-per-views or they can watch the old stuff or whatever. Easily accessible. Once you take those shows off the network, it is no longer easily accessible. Yes, it can be done, but I don't want the listeners to have to go, oh, I've got a... uh I gotta find this, and the quality looks terrible. Daily motion, and it's in they, eight parts. No, I'm not gonna do they that. They found you.
4: Well, I mean, you actually have to have some some standards there. It's got to all be in one clip and everything. Nope. But why? Oh, shaking. Your, I don't even worry about your show anyway. It doesn't matter. Fine. Because you like don't you have said, to. You'll just flip your fingers and, and watch something else. Yes. And I won't. Don't worry. But I feel bad for other people who have now staked their entire careers on retro shows. Who no one staked their career any... on a retro show. Dude, have you look, I don't know if you know this or not, but since the pandemic especially, I think there's more podcasts on this earth than people. And so many of the wrestling podcasts have taken what you've done, taken what other people's have done, what other people have done, which was go back into the network archives, seeing things that as hosts that you wanted to review, believe me, I know this with Mid-Atlantic and then going out and being able to do those things. Now luckily, We have other options for the podcast that we do that relate to retro things. I don't know if everybody else does or has got the, you know, the knowledge to go ahead and actually with a historical aspect and continue on with what they're doing. There's going to be a lot of them, I think, that end up in people's feeds that just stop getting refreshed all of a sudden because they don't know what to do because everything they've done has been based off. Watching old world classes or AWAs or
3: or WCW pay-per-views or whatever. That's fine. They can de- they can deal with it however they want. I'm telling you how I'm going to deal with it. Maybe the I'll disaster. go back and I'll have us review every WrestleMania because that's going to be the only thing available on Peacock. It looks like when that's... they add more stuff to the archive, if they ever do, then I will <laughs> jump in there and review that stuff that's the biggest disaster
4: that that's truly the biggest disaster to me because through this whole time with the network for a lot of us this has been the biggest disaster they did not they just got i think it was wrestling challenges up there you know and now they're going to disappear again it has been as a fan really frustrating because we've been given such gifts that we never thought that we would see, if you're an older fan, that last Battle of Atlanta was a big deal to have the Crockett Cup up there from 87, I think from 86, all three, three and a half hours basically with the just the raw footage that they used from from the afternoon show, all that sort of stuff. That was so nice to be able to get that stuff, and you got a little of it, and then they didn't add anything more to it. And to lose all of it, it's just it, – it's – It takes you back to when they started buying all of these libraries, and the question over would we ever see any of this stuff, and the network provided this much of of a crack in the door, and then it kind of creaked open a little bit more, and there was light shining through, and then... That was it. It all went dark again, and they started slowing up on everything. They started being very weird on how they put things up. There's huge gaps in mid Atlantic where I know stuff exists. I have it. I have those shows. Why are they not up on the network? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason to it. So, you know, if you are a fan of history, and a lot of the people that are listening to this show are, unless, you know, you wouldn't be subscribed to WrestlingObserver.com and reading the newsletter if you weren't, and to have that go away again, that. Ultimately, is the biggest disaster of all. Well, really, so it sounds like we now agree
3: month. that this is going to be a disaster for a lot of
4: people. Well, uh, again, for how you were describing it at the beginning, as far as the the changeover in viewers, that's not a disaster to me to anybody. But Ke- Peacock, and I find it very difficult to have my heart go out uh, to, to Peacock for anything. No offense to NBC Universal and Xfinity, but you get enough of my money.
3: There was a raw show, and. It- Very quickly, Lashley beat Miz again and went way too long. Last week was way more fun because he just destroyed him for three straight minutes and pinned him. This was like eight minutes of slow beating. We had a Braun Strowman segment with Shane McMahon, two of them. The second one's more important, so I'll talk about that. Sheamus versus Drew. These guys worked their asses off. They had a great match, and the finish was a no contest in a no DQ match. Welcome to World Championship Wrestling Finishes here on Raw. We had Xavier uh, beating Shelton Benjamin. They're getting a tag title match next week. Riddle beat Slapjack. He'll be, uh, I guess, all these challenging him next week. They're setting up all these matches for next week, but they're not setting anything up for the pay-per-view, which is in a week and a half. We got the Shane Braun segment, which was just one of the worst... I'm not even kidding here. This is one of the worst interview segments of all time. It went on an hour. Shane's, I mean, he can't get anything out. Braun Strowman's feeding him lines in the ring. I mean, and then I guess at the end, like, he's supposed to be a heel now and Braun Strowman's supposed to be a baby face. That's what Dave said. Maybe Eddie here can message me what they said in the Thunderdome. But, I mean, this was just like, this was so bad that I got like two dozen emails And about half of them were people asking me if Shane McMahon had a medical emergency on Raw. It's not even supposed to be a joke. Like, this guy, I mean, I was later told that the heavy breathing was from Braun. I'll take their word for it. But, like, everyone believed it was Shane. And then he could not remember his lines. I mean, he was out there forever. He was just dying out there. We had some more bad promos. And then the main event, it was was AJ and Orton. And they wrestled. They put in about 50%, because why would you put in more? Because the finish was, the lights go out, Alexa's there playing with the box, and then she blows out a candle, Randy barfs, AJ hits his forearm, Randy barfs some more, Alexa laughs, and the show goes off the air. Whoop-de-doo. Let's go to the uh, emails. Now that's
4: a disaster. Let's see if you that have anything you want hour, to say. It
3: was horrible. Third hour was a disaster. God, these Shane McMahon emails, there's so many of them. Like, they managed to find a way to get everyone to forget about a bomb that didn't go off by having Shane McMahon go out there and bomb with Braun Strowman. Well, let's not take it that far now. I Dude, don't know if they did that. I had zero bomb texts after, like, whatever it was Eastern last night. Zero. I haven't got one since. All I get are messages about about uh, Shane and Braun disaster. Shane McMahon, all-time horrible. How is Shane McMahon a heel? Shane Braun, all-timer. Shane Braun, hide-and-seek. Like, that was in the last hour. You should see what I got last night. That was a disaster. Getting that many,
4: apparently, that Shane is truly living inside people's heads. Uh, I'm surprised that you are. I guess maybe in some ways that I'm not, but there's that many people stamping their feet. You know, I mean let it go he was terrible but like i think less said about any of that stuff might be the the better the last two weeks just great prime examples in in completely different ways on why that show will never go back to being two hours but desperately
3: needs to be Uh, this person here notes i was in the thunderdome last night they said cheer shane So, nobody knows what's going on anymore.
4: It's it's such a stupid story. It's such a stupid way to get to to Braun and Shane. And I don't know. I still can't believe you thought this was going to be Adam Pierce and and Shane and Braun in some way.
3: It could be. Back in a moment. It was over live.
0: Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past two years. For example, a man age 45, non-tobacco user, one million dollars of coverage is only seventy-five dollars per month, level for the next ten years. Or a man age 50, non-tobacco user, can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only hundred and ten dollars, guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years, and if you
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: So, apparently, the working idea is Seamus versus uh, Drew, last man standing at Fastlane, which, which is fine. Like, the match ended last night when neither man could stand. <laughs> Now you're supposed to make me excited that we're going to get a last man standing? I saw a match and neither of them could get up. You've you've promised me a draw. What did you
4: think about that spot, As if they were two rams on the side of a mountain and they both fell off? Dude,
3: I love that match. Dude, (laughs) I would be fine. This show is so repetitive and nothing happened and boring. But I would be fine if Shane and Drew wrestled every week. Like, that's a match I could watch every week. It's two dudes that legitimately are friends... They beat the crap out of each other. It's fun. That was like the only good thing on the entire show last night. Big Hoss division. Yes. So there you go. You all right? I'm just looking through some of these things right here. I'm, I'm trying to read something that doesn't have to do with, with Shane McMahon, but right, let's see here. All right. I'll read one more here. It's the first one I came up to. I can't believe they are going to destroy the archive. They had such a good archive. Hold on a second. I'm not saying they're going to destroy the archive. They claim they're going to start moving stuff over between now and SummerSlam. Maybe they'll move everything. But when you cancel and sign up for Peacock, there will be virtually nothing there. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's all you're ever going to get. That's what's going to be there on day one. They claim, and take this with a grain of salt because they claimed a lot of things that are not going to be the way they're going to be. They claim everything will be there by SummerSlam. We'll have to wait and see. We'll also have to wait and see about whatever else because that was my segue out of here and I botched it. (laughs) But hey, thanks Mike as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.